Hey pal, it's me, Brett Shuford. And if you want to get the best tool for growing your business as a coach, as an entrepreneur, however it is you're choosing to grow your business, I want to make sure you know about Kajabi. Kajabi has changed my life. I'm able to manage my email list, which if you've studied with me, if you worked with me as your coach, you know your email list is probably the most important thing you can have. It hosts all of my website, it hosts all my lead pages, I'm telling you all my courses are on Kajabi and for one flat rate, you get all of that. Plus what I love about Kajabi is they have amazing trainings, an amazing community of people that will help you grow. And if you use my link in the show notes below, you can try it out for free. Absolutely no cost for a month. And in that month, I'm telling you, in 30 days, there's a lot you could do with Kajabi and you could figure out if it's right for you. And if it's not right for you, you can just cancel it before that month. If you do decide you want to move forward, you will get charged and I will earn a commission. You will actually help support this podcast, help support me and my mission to help more LGBTQ plus creatives be more creative at zero cost to you. You will pay the exact same thing I pay for Kajabi. And yet, you will help support this channel. So I want you to check out the show notes below, check out Kajabi. If you're somebody who even has an inkling of growing a business, of hosting a website, of growing your email list, all the things that I think are so important no matter what field you're in when it comes to online marketing, I'll leave that link for you again down in the show notes below. And as always, I'm here to support you. So if you're ever working on that Kajabi site and you're confused or lost, I'm here for you. Just shoot me a DM. And now on to the show. Hello there. Welcome back to another episode of the Creative Visibility Podcast. My goal with this podcast is to help you each week, not only unlock your creativity, but also find a way to profit from that creativity. So each Tuesday we meet, we talk about how to unlock our creativity. And each Thursday we meet to talk about how to take that creativity and put it out into the world and monetize it. So today is another Creativity Tuesday. And I'm going to get kind of serious today because I'll be honest with you, I've had a pretty dramatic weekend. You know, I read a book before I became a father called A Gay Dad's Guide to Becoming a Parent. And one of the things they said very early on is that every day as a gay parent is like coming out of the closet over and over again. And I, I thought, yeah, I, I mean, maybe for sure when I'm in public, but I didn't think I would actually feel that way in private, right? With my family or with the people closest to me. But honestly, it is exactly the same. It is exactly that. <laughs> so... It's really challenging at 25 years after coming out of the closet to still be coming out of the closet in regards to uh, people, people who are supposed to love and support, who clearly in that 25 years haven't done the work. And that's really what this episode really is about. I wanna talk to you if you are someone who's part of a marginalized community or who's part of the LGBTQ plus community, being that it's Pride Month, and talk to you about how imposter syndrome is different as someone who's part of that community uh, from perhaps other people who are not LGBTQ+, but how to actually move through it. And my experience, you know, came out at 17. I would have come out sooner. I wanted to come out sooner, but did not have an environment that would support that. Uh, I had an environment that immediately shut it down and told me all the reasons it was wrong. And that's not abnormal, right? That's, I think, pretty typical of most 
young men growing up in the 90s in America. And when I came out at 17, it was not easy. Some terrible things were said to me that still to this day, I go to therapy to work through. And that's really the point here is I have done a lot of work, not just in therapy and recovery work. And I like who I am. And I like the life that I've built. And I like the chosen family that I have who support me without any hesitation. And so it's really challenging when you're around people who have not made those investments in changing or evolving, you know, and, and even evolving for you, right, or with you, but still want to have a quote unquote relationship with you. So the reason why imposter syndrome affects so many of us differently who are part of the LGBTQ plus community is because we didn't get support. We didn't get support in the way that we needed it. Right. We didn't get, you know, if you're like me, you were sensitive, you were emotional. And instead of people saying, oh, my gosh, Brett is having some emotions here. Let's let's let him have those emotions. Let's talk about those emotions. It was always, oh, he's so dramatic. Ugh, he's just right. It's just sh shutting off the emotions, avoiding the emotions. And that's one way of not getting emotional support, right? For some other people, maybe you're like, I wanted to be a painter. And my family would say to me, you can't make a living doing that. You have to be a doctor, right? So you didn't get support. And so that reflects in our lives now a feeling alone, right? A feeling like you're navigating this world alone. There's also this idea that our love, being loved, was conditional, right? We have a society that tells us that it's okay to be gay as long as you don't put it on display, as long as it's not public, or even, you know, you maybe grow up in a religious society that tells you that being gay is wrong and you're going to go to hell. So you have to live this double life in order to feel love. And maybe you never are taught how to love yourself. So there's a lot of self-hatred that shows up and criticism and paranoia. And so that imposter can come in and say to you, this isn't good enough, right? That's not good enough. Why are you, what do you, who do you think you are? How dare you put that out into the world? It makes people uncomfortable, right? Expressing yourself makes people uncomfortable. And we shouldn't make people uncomfortable. We should make people feel good. You know, our responsibility is to make people feel good. And that's that that can be another form of imposter. Another thing is, uh, you know, I find for so many people who came up in theater or the performing arts is that we found a second home and a safe haven in our theater community or choir or our band or dance that we couldn't get at home or we couldn't get at school, right? That we were not accepted there, but we could be accepted there. I know that was true for me. I was allowed to express myself uh, without being made fun of or shut down in theater and I found my, my community. But what happens as we transfer and transition from young performer who just gets to do it all the time to professional is that we still put our value and worth and, and fulfillment at the other end of achieving success in that industry or in what we do. And so many people who found their home in that when it comes to professional commercial auditioning theater where you don't get to decide like they're making decisions based on casting needs and skill levels and the competition's greater and all of that stuff it can be very traumatic i know a lot of people who've left new york licking their wounds because they couldn't get a break and it's not because they weren't talented right it's because we have to learn how to find fulfillment outside of what we do. And it's really, really difficult if you found fulfillment 
doing what you do. So how do we move through those, right? How do we move through this imposter syndrome? The first thing we have to do is look at it. I think Brené Brown talks about this. The only way to move through shame is by putting a light on it. And if you're feeling, you have to look at your core beliefs. You have to look at your limiting beliefs. I actually have a, it's my cheapest mini course if anyone's interested in taking it, but it's called Creative Life Leadership. And it's literally one of the exercises in that is looking at your limiting beliefs because once we put a name to those beliefs, we can actually see how they show up on a daily basis. And then we can choose how to move through them or how to create an alternate belief. <clears throat> but if you don't look at them and you don't know what they are, it's gonna be a lot harder to move through them. One way you can do this is you just need to start to notice when you're in a creative process or if you get an idea. For instance, I have a lot of people who come to me about Instagram Reels. I wanna make this Reels and immediately, this almost they'll have this like, ooh, what if I do this? And the second thought enters, and the second thought is, oh, but nobody's gonna care, nobody's like, that's not funny, you're not gonna do it as good as those people, right? That's all limiting beliefs that are appearing in the moment. So we have to start to observe, whoa, okay, why, that was a really good idea, I don't wanna do it because this, this, and this. And instead of letting those beliefs live in our head, we need to write them down. Getting things out of our head and getting them down on paper puts them in a tangible form so that we can then choose what to do with them next. If those thoughts still only live in our head, then they will always continue to show up and rule the nest. So one of the most powerful things you can do is sit down and look at your limiting beliefs. Once you've written out those limiting beliefs, you can then look at each one and create, this is what one of my favorite exercises to do, is to then create an alternate belief based on that. So if one of my limiting beliefs is, let's say, I will hurt my friends and family if I'm successful. I will abandon, right? That was a big one for me in getting recovery work was that I thought I was going to, it was like survivor's guilt right? If I move past the codependency and addiction in my family, they're all going to hate me. And, and who am I? And uh, there's the guilt and all that stuff, right? So very codependent, let's just be honest. So that in that position, I it, it tells me right that the, the negative thought at the core of that is that I do not deserve to be successful. So I can turn that around. And I can say, I deserve success on a daily basis. I deserve success on a daily basis. Another thought could be, this was very early on in my Broadway career, I would have a lot of negative thoughts around, if I don't get this job, if I would show up in an audition, if I don't get this job, I'm a loser, I have failed, my family won't love me, right? The core belief there is that I don't have enough. I'm not enough. So I, Create, would create a mantra and I literally before auditions would write this down over and over in my journal and I would say I have everything I need I have everything I need the power of that message for me was enough to shift the energy to book my first Broadway show that message I have everything I need takes away this idea that the success of my podcast the success of my Instagram account the success of my acting career does not lie on the other side of some achievement 
right, that I'm successful today because I've done everything I need to take care of myself, to set boundaries, to be healthy. And by creating that mantra, right, create those become mantras that we can take with us every day. So that's your your exercise today. I want you to sit down and write out five to 10 negative beliefs that show up for you whenever you're trying to create, whether it's a social media post or whether it's your art. And then I want you to come up with a list of alternative core beliefs that, or mantras, if you want, that you can start to use every day. And then I want you to take those mantras and I want you to write them on signs, put them in Times Square, <laughs> put them on post-it notes so that you can see them every day. That is the only way you're gonna start to change the way you think. And in doing that, we can actually start to change the way society sees us because you will no longer be afraid to be seen and you will start to see that success is your birthright. Creativity is your birthright. If you got a lot out of this episode, make sure you leave a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Take a screenshot and share and tag me at Brett Schuford on Instagram or whatever platform you're listening on. I cannot wait to see what you do with the knowledge that you learned today. And if you're somebody who's looking to continue to move forward, you can always check out the Creative Visibility Program on my website. You can just go to brettschuford.com forward slash apply, where you can fill out a little questionnaire to see if it's a fit for you. I wanna help you grow your business. If you're somebody who's not looking for a coach, doesn't want support, but you do want a platform that can help you streamline your systems, grow your email list, maybe even launch a course, Kajabi is the platform for you. And I have left a link in the show notes down below for you to check that out for free, absolutely no cost to you. And if you decide that you do like Kajabi moving forward, you help support this channel and everything moving forward. So do not forget to keep being creative, keep being visible, and I will see you in the next episode.